0: What's up everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Antler Up podcast. We are on episode 45 and this one is just a rutcation recap where Dimitri and I do a complete recap of our four days uh, where we hunted straight here in the great PA outdoors. We talk about what our expectations were, our plans going ahead, uh, what changed and what all unfolded for us on those four days of, of hunting. So we just sit down and chat about what we experienced there in the woods and, uh, have some funny stories to share. So enjoy the episode. Thank you for the support. Hopefully those of you that knocked them down, congratulations. Those that are getting ready for uh, rifle camp coming up here in the next couple of weeks and spending time with family over Thanksgiving, enjoy it. Earn those brownie points back. Cause I know I have to enjoy it. Have fun. Antler up. I want to take a quick second to thank our partners over at First Light. And, man, over these past four days, I couldn't be more happy with the gear that I chose. Uh, number one is that solitude kit. We've talked about it here on the podcast. Awesome stuff. Everything was just uh, thought out. And uh, just really, really big shout out to those guys over at First Light. And check out their new Spectre uh, pattern that they have coming out. Spectre coming out. Oh, for the whitetail, uh, I've seen pictures of it from from uh, Greg and Taylor Chamberlain. Man, that depth perception on it is just fantastic. And again, thank you to everybody from Onyx. Uh, we used that a ton these past couple of days out in the woods. Just even that, uh, like, take me to that waypoint. So that was a big thing for us, just because Dimitri and I sharing those uh, through that as well. So Onyx, Cobra, America's Best Bowstrings, and uh, Sever Broadheads. So we talk about it here. So talk about how uh, that did a, a job for us. So thank you again. Check them all out over at antlerupoutdoors.com. Enjoy the episode. Antler Up. Well, we're here. It's, <laughs> unfortunately we're here it's tuesday uh november 17th my self and dimitri our rutcation is over we used up most of our brownie points get ready for uh yeah. gun season coming up and what a what a crazy four days i actually had five i took off another day last week but man what what'd you think first day of hunting on a sunday
1: yeah this season went by so fast Holy i cow. don't know i i probably hunted more days out of the year than i have probably in a very long time but season just flew by i mean i know this year in general has been but geez i feel like yesterday we were just talking about our goals and, and getting ready for the opener and here it's it's over on friday it's pa Archer season last day it's this friday and
0: we're not going to get out again it's just crazy to think about i know i that's what, while we're just sitting here talking right before we hit record and i was just thinking that too i'm like man it just seems like yesterday we were, we had mike on and we were going over our goals and what we are what we are excited about for the upcoming season and like you said i i mean i echo everything as far as how many days we got out uh between the two of us we got out a bunch and i know not coaching this past fall for me was a big help for that and uh but man i just I can't believe that we're, we are here talking about wrapping up the season as far as our archery season goes.
1: Yeah. And they even extended it an extra week this year, (laughs) which was great. And I think, you know, it really worked in our favor, which we'll get into later when we're talking about what went on. But I mean, I think in this area, it it really helped out as far as the rut being pushed back a little bit and, uh, you know, and like i said we'll get into that later but it, it turned out to be a good rutcation, and you know we, we didn't fill a tag but it you know we learned a lot and and was in a ton of action all four days yeah well we didn't fill a buck tag <laughs> oh man buck tag we each filled a dough tag with, so we have meat in the freezer
0: yeah yeah we sure do but man you know what's been cool is having this outlet and this platform you know having people message us and share some information with us and one of the cool ones that i and you and i thought was really neat we would talk to these individuals has been the opportunity to see what people are seeing on their game cameras like on their trail cameras and uh man what unbelievable deer the pennsylvania and this is particular speaking to pennsylvania what amazing deer people had on camera and then obviously some of the deer that have been hitting the ground uh, especially these past couple days but you know we have one that's going to be coming out on our podcast here in the next couple weeks logan martz and he had a few hammers and he's hunting the danville that central area uh and man unbelievable deer and he messaged me and he was like what are you guys seeing i'm like man we have a couple of shooters, uh, <laughs> you know, and some of the images he sent to me and he's hunting public land, which was new to him. So kind of a little sneak peek of that episode, but man, unbelievable deer and just not the caliber that we had. Um, and I would even say for us on some of those other areas where you would throw some of those trail cameras on, you know, the, the spot that you would hunt the most, we didn't get even some of those hammers that we would see, even if we never saw them during hunting season, we didn't get them on camera during velvet season either.
1: Yeah, this year putting up the cameras was pretty disappointing early on. I, we scouted more areas than we ever have around this this uh, uh, public land that we're hunting, but just, we had one area that had probably three really nice bucks on it, um, in velvet. And that was basically it. I mean, it was decent six pointer here, basket eight here. And the deer just didn't really show up on the areas of the camera, uh, that we thought they would. And these new areas that we scouted out and really thought had good potential this year. And thought we had a good game plan. And we, I mean, we started scouting back in March and and really the whole way up until the start of the season, but not a whole lot showed up. And, you know, we really had to kind of go back to our roots of, you know, areas we've hunted in the past and just kind of game plan those a little bit differently than we would uh, early on and played it a little bit more aggressive. But I think in the end, we learned a lot and yeah. I think we're really certain the areas that we're hunting, figuring it out, um,
0: especially for the next coming years, which I'm really excited about. Yeah, for sure. And that's the one thing too. even I'll talk a little bit about my the private land that I w- had the opportunity to go back twice to hunt so far. Um, because my plan was to actually get in this past weekend and, and hunt that Saturday, Sunday, Monday, but things changed. You know, Weather played a role into that. Family played a role into that as well. Uh, and also what we were seeing uh, in the field here played a, a role in that. But those two trips that I had back at home, one was middle of October. Nothing really played out that weekend. Didn't see much. Didn't see a bunch of sign as well. I, I bounced around to I think I hunted – uh that saturday and i was in three different spots just because (laughs) i was you know bouncing around a little bit and checking things out but then i went in halloween weekend uh and that's when i hunted friday and saturday and i was in a couple different areas as well i went into like that spot where i shot my buck last year nothing really prevailed out of that and i went to a different part of the mountain on basically the other side a little bit and I saw a ton of sign and that's when I I was encountered deer no bucks until that Halloween weekend and just little guys like not the mature bucks that I know roam that mountain as well so that was kind of frustrating on, on my part and a lot of good sign that was more up top than the past two years so that was a little bit different and changing that game plan so gun season, I might go back home just because I didn't get a chance to see my dad during this rut vacation, basically. But so we're going to see, I talked to him a little bit and uh, processing some meat tonight. So we we're kind of chatting about our little game plan, what we could possibly do for that Saturday, Sunday for, for gun season. So, but yeah, man, I coming into the, the, our little rutcation for Thursday, I didn't have not put a deer down yet so I didn't get a chance to to let the black three eat uh, my goal and I knew what the wife was if I was taking the five days off I better put something down so kind of my game plan going into it was let's get on deer uh, so what Thursday I met up with your dad actually because I went and scouted a different piece and found a ton of good sign and that Thursday went into that spot in the morning and nothing. I I really thought I I was really hopeful just because of that sign was super super fresh. You know, if there was a rub, the shavings were, were still the, the tree was still bleeding, uh basically. And that's when about afternoon came about eleven o'clock. The wind shifted a little bit. I didn't see nothing. I t- you know texted your dad. He wasn't seeing much. So we got up and made a game plan to to hit a different area. And when we did, we jumped a couple deer going to the spot that we were both going to and didn't really, I think your dad saw something that night. I didn't other than, like I said, walking in. So Thursday was kind of a wash. Then you and I met up Friday and we went to the area. Yeah. Yeah. So. So
1: basically, you know, I really didn't see a legal buck here in PA till Halloween was the first year uh, or the first day that I saw a legal buck, I did an all day sit back in a bedding area, um, that I scouted out back in, in March. And I actually found a pretty nice shed, which then later on, we actually had that buck on, on camera, which is a real tall eight point yeah. And which later on was kind of the buck that we were hunting into the rut. But I saw, Three bucks that day, and it was probably ten thirty when I saw them. So it was later in the day. So it was the first time we really saw some cruising bucks later on, and and uh, you know they weren't chasing any does. Or you know I had two actually uh, sparring a little bit, not real aggressively, but they were banging horns right off the ridge. I could hear them. So that was really the first time I was really seeing the action pick up yeah. a little bit. And then the following week, I uh, got out right after work on a Friday and I saw that tall eight point actually chasing a doe. So he, he had some does in front of me at about 60 yards and he was down into the bottom, uh, chasing another doe and kind of just milling around and, and he would, rub a tree and make a scrape. And he was just kind of milling around. And I thought that it was going to get dark before he made it up to where I was. But eventually all those does just kept pushing up over the hill, pushing up one after the other. There was probably five or six of them at the time and he just kept slowly working his way. And I, I really thought to myself, this is really going to happen he's going to come right up over this hill. And you know, I I was ready for it and really was, able to keep myself calm, which, which I thought I, I really improved this year, especially when I'm seeing a nice buck and he pushed those does over the hill. Those ran by me at 38 yards and, you know, I had my bow ready. And if he did the same thing, I was, I was ready for a shot. And when he came up the hill, he tried to cut the does off instead of taking the same pass. So he kind of looped around me at 50 yards and I ended up not getting a shot at him. So, You know, after that day, it just seemed after Halloween, each sit was just kind of building up and building up for the rut. And that was the first really rut activity that I I saw. Um, So going into the rutcation, I was just trying to really piece together of all the intel that we've gained uh, throughout the season and, and I really just wanted to keep it simple I think what happened was as I was struggling seeing deer especially early on we were a little more aggressive this year than we normally were early on and you know warmer temperatures we were getting a little bit deeper in the bedding areas but it just wasn't panning out of what we were seeing so I think I was getting a little bit frustrated at that time but what I thought to myself is you know, and they say this all the time, but I think we overlook it is you just got to hunt the does, you know, that's where they're going to be doing the rut. Right. They're just going to be going down window, those bedding areas and, and trying to find those hot does. And, you know, and, and that's kind of the game plan we came up with is what we were going to do starting on Friday. Yeah. So, you know, that fr- Friday morning we went into where I shot my buck and I got in the exact same tree. And then I had you push further down the ridge and kind of wrap around the point. That way, if anything either came from either side up onto that flat checking for does, uh, we were going to have it covered. And sure enough, first thing, probably half hour, 45 minutes after light, I saw a buck nose to the ground, just running a doe. And he was a legal buck. He wasn't, you know, a wall hanger or anything, but he was, he was a pretty decent buck. I don't think I would have, let him walk by at that point but you know and
0: then he kind of worked his way down to you eventually yeah so I ended up seeing him on Friday as well you know obviously and watched him work down the ridge then basically and work his way back to your area and then we had a little you know disturbance basically behind us of of 22 (laughs) shooting so we got out of there and we kind of both met up and said, all right, what, what do you think? And we looked at when, which way the wind was, was blowing and what our best chance was. So we went to an area where on public that we've actually hunted quite a few times a little bit this year because we were seeing deer, uh, and whether obviously they weren't very, they weren't running that same pattern because we would see them move in where we, we would put ourselves in a more, a better opportunity when we would do that it would either not happen because the deer did not appear or they just went a whole totally different direction which deer do. So that was our like you were going back to your frustrating part. I'm sure that that's probably right about when that time came and then when uh we got set up I was getting set up. I you went to an area where you're kind of familiar with but also You didn't make it there yet. I made it to my area and I get a phone call from you and I'm like, okay, this could be either good or could be really bad. So, (laughs) so tell me what, what you saw. So then now, so let's preference this. This is Friday mid afternoon. No, not mid afternoon, like early afternoon. I would say it was
1: probably about 1230, maybe one o'clock ish. So I was working up the path. There's a path that kind of goes up over the hill and there's a, an old clear cut on your, on your left. And which is pretty grown up. So it's pretty thick, super thick and on the, yeah, super thick on the right side. Uh, it's pretty much open timber. And then what it does is it works up. There's a little bit of a bench and then it works up to the top and then it kind of flattens up on top. And, and historically on that bench further down, several hundred yards down is very good bedding area. There's a couple thickets in there, Um, A lot of knee-high shrub brush that the the deer like to bed into. Um, And they just feel comfortable being in that area, even though some spots are real open as far as trees. Um, But with that shrub brush, they really feel comfortable walking through. And I was trying to get to that area. So I get up on the path, I get to the ridge. I had the wind perfect where my wind was blowing down over the hill, so away from the bedding area. And I was just going to really take my time, even if it took me a half hour, 45 minutes to get to where I wanted to be on that bench. That way we kind of could see what was going on up near the batting. And then you could kind of see where the does were kind of hanging out that year uh, down over the ridge. So that way we could kind of get a little bit of intel yep. to make a game plan for uh, the next Saturday. couple of days. Yeah. So I work up onto the bench and uh, it's a little open there on the right, probably about 50 yards of just smaller trees. And I start walking five, 10 yards off the path and I look into a little thicket and I I, I thought I could just see, you know, the sun was shining into it and, you know, I was taking my time. I didn't want to sweat because I had a lot of my solitude kit on and I thought I could just see a little bit of a back of an animal and, and you could just see the sun glaring on it. And at first glance, it, it looked like a bear. Um, it looked real real black. And so I threw up my binos and I'm trying to look and with the glare of the sun, it, it just didn't wasn't moving. I thought maybe it was a stump, but it didn't look like a stump. So kept thinking to myself, well, if it's a bear, bear archery's over, so I can't <laughs> shoot it anyway. I said, I'll just keep sneaking like I normally would. If it spooks, it runs off, no big deal. So I get about three to five steps and there was a diagonal tree kind of angling up um, where I could actually get my elbows onto the tree and really glass with with uh, steady arms. And as soon as I pulled that glass up, that deer lifted his head up and it was a monster buck. I mean, it was it was probably... I mean, I, I don't know, I score-wise, but, I mean, it was a big PA buck for our area. And all I could see him is just raking raking trees and, and kind of just messing around in that thicket. And he was facing away from me. Uh, I had the wind in my favor, and I didn't really know what to do just because historically – grunts and snort wheezes haven't been real effective in this area just because of the the high pressure. And, you know, I knew he wasn't gonna be coming my direction because he was facing away. And I thought he was by himself and I thought maybe he was just hanging out in that thicket or something bumped him up. So what I did is I I kind of just crouched down. I took my stand off my back and just knocked an arrow, got ready, got in a good position behind the tree and I did give a couple grunt calls just to see if I could get him to kind of circle to me. And then I actually tried to scrape the ground a little bit, act like I was making a scrape. And he started angling away and up the hill a little bit, just, just moseying along. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to get into a better position behind a lot of brush That way, if he did come in, I could really be hidden. I wasn't in the best position right where I was at. So I kind of belly crawled like two yards. And when I popped up, I didn't know there was actually a doe there as well. And the doe kind of, kind of picked me off and she kind of trotted up the hill. not, not real fast, but just enough to kind of take him with him. But I think what the good thing was is with him facing away from me, he never saw me. So I think what he thought is that the doe uh, was just running away from him. And then he started chasing after to keep up with her, which was, which we saw to be true because uh, probably what, 10 minutes after that, you saw him running that doe.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So fast forward to the phone call after it happened, I was just finished setting up in my saddle and i put the phone away and within that next 10 minutes i hear some racket going on and i see a couple and at that point in time i saw like two more doe coming down uh by themselves actually and then is when i saw a doe come in running her her face off basically and i saw him and i was like you said i immediately knew it was him because of how dark his his color uh you know of his coat was and the size of that rack and that was probably one of the bigger deer that i've had a chance to lay eyes on as well and he ran her all around and there was no chance again like you said no calling worked i i grunted like once i think and snorweez and that's something too i want to talk about like i wrote that down as the calling just because you know we we'll get into that uh here in a little bit but that was a quick glimpse of him and you didn't see you saw a couple other deer than that friday
1: well that friday then my game plan was is i didn't want to keep pushing down the ridge because i i I was afraid that i was just going to keep bumping those deer and i wouldn't apply any more pressure than what i might have already did so what i did is i kind of angled down and got just below the bench that way if they were still on the bench there's no way that they could see me the wind was blowing down over they wouldn't be able to smell me I figured maybe trying to do the the bump and dump I thought maybe that they would eventually later in the evening uh circle around and kind of use that edge to kind of sneak back to where they wanted to be for the evening yeah so what I did is I, I dropped down, got in a tree. I didn't get in a great tree. It was a great position. I didn't have a lot of shooting lanes um, just cause I was worried about bumping those deer. And then probably an hour before dark, I saw a couple of does run down kind of your direction. Um, and then that's when I saw another eight point, which we've never seen before as well. Uh, a little bit smaller, real white horned, uh, he was a younger deer, but he had a very nice rack on him. Yeah. Uh for him. He kind of worked directly to me. Again, I thought I was going to be able to make it happen. And, you know, kind of the, the story eventually that we're going to get to is, <laughs> you know, got to 50, 60 yards and he just started angling up the hill and, you know, no shots and just out of range. And he got to directly above me at probably 55 yards and you know I just didn't want to take that shot and they just eventually just
0: worked down uh behind me yeah and that's where kind of picks up for me was then that Friday evening it's starting to get closer to four I remember because I, I it led into the Saturday time frame of for me getting ready uh but it was about 4 30 4 25 4 30 and I remember texting you saying uh deer big buck and at that point there was a group of does coming and one again was the one in heat, and he was just chasing her and i think it was that younger eight that we just talked about it was not the original one from earlier in the day and he was running her and they were coming close to me i had one about 35 yards which was a, a super young that i would say this past year's fawn and two of them worked to my left and the other were going catty corner to me in front of me down to uh I, not even a not even i wouldn't even call it a field but kind of like that little open uh area to the one left side uh that they have i think where some bedding is took on that bottom and they went diagonal from me and i knew there was one that was about a mid-sized doe that was Kind of going that way was walking and wasn't in that whole group with the running of the does from earlier and it's about 455 now and i'm looking and i saw movement and it was that doe and she was by herself i glassed a whole ridge line that i possibly could see and at that point in time i'm like okay if this deer comes to this spot I picked two spots, one to my weak side shooting in the saddle and one to my good side. I said if that doe comes to either one of those spots i'm I'm gonna take the shot opportunity and she came to my weak side and I positioned myself with the duck under move and I ranged uh, that spot, which was like eighteen yards and at five o five she came into that spot I drew back and boom it happened then lung shot and i watched your hit i watched but my arrow got a full pass through which is awesome you know with the new sever 2.0s uh and she ran about 25 yards and she stopped she piled over and that was it and i called you and you go what did you say you should have waited just in case something <laughs> was coming and uh i mean you you didn't know but i did kind of hmm. glass and everything and next thing you know a half rack does come in <laughs> and uh you know I, I just started laughing i just started giggling because he came to this area where my arrow the lighted knock was he stopped looked at it and he legit went and went hit the way the the deer was he stopped there for a minute and he just kept going diagonal away from it and i got down you came now we quartered the deer out and we did what we we're supposed to do and tagged her up and got her out of there and next thing you know we're trying to make a game plan for saturday which was to get in that same area because we saw about three different bucks we saw the younger eight we saw a a decent six uh which was a bigger six could have been Mm -hmm. a seven which i think was uh we're just in those heat of the moments of the deer moving and counting it's just you know one of those odd things to, to try to do and the big thick timber type stuff, and the big the big one that you saw earlier in the day. So our game plan Saturday was kind of okay for for me personally was I marked on my Onyx where I was. Now let me get a little bit further in and up the ridge where the deer were piling around and where the chasing was going. So I kind of marked it on Onyx, and the next morning that's where I got to, and for me right away was deer all over the place uh Saturday morning I had two doe come in right right at maybe 6 30 so it wasn't just light yet and it was foggy too uh I don't know if it was like that up on top for you but it was for me down on the bottom and when I was watching the silhouettes I put up my binos because it it, it magnifies the light a little bit so I saw they were doe and then at 655 it was bright out and I'm looking because I hear Ruck is coming up to me, which is what we were hoping for. And his doe is just running for her life and the smaller I I hate to say smaller because he wasn't small, but that the mm-hmm. eight the little eight comes flying up. and I'm like, okay, oh, here comes an opportunity hopefully and he's about 30, 40 yards. and he just I'm like, And he just keeps going because she's running for her life. He follows her. A couple more deer come up. And they just follow that path of going more up the ridge and uh for me as the day continued on i saw a four point who i ended up seeing like four more times <laughs> over the next couple of days uh he never he never grew that that uh brow tine no, he, he never, time. no <laughs> he never grew that brow time, unfortunately and uh man uh he he was fun to watch though just because he was like he didn't know what to do with it yet. You know, like he was still mm. hanging around chasing and he just didn't know, okay, what do I do now? But, um, I saw, I would see in the distance again on the ridges, just far out. It just seemed like for me, I, every time I got closer, they would just get further and further away of the chasing. And I would see them run these ridges. They would cut across to me and they would nosy around. And next thing you know, the doe would take off again away from me. And I never had those opportunities and that you know, that was basically even monday morning for me i know we're skipping sunday but that was monday morning for me but then later on about 11 30 coming down the ridge i was panning looking out every in every direction i possibly can and i saw a a deer and by itself and i look and i saw a big white and i'm like okay he's cruising probably just bread of dough and he's looking for the next one Maybe a little zombie mode. I don't, I don't know. Maybe we could do a little bit of calling. And this is where I wanted to talk about. And it was, wasn't was as windy yet. And I remember it was a dead calm at one point. So I gave a good grunt so he could hear me. And at this point, he's over 100 yards. He's maybe 120, 130 yards. And I see him stop and look. And I gave it a couple seconds. And I gave a snort wheeze. Gave it a couple seconds and i gave another uh grunt and he did come in he maybe came in another 50 60 yards i don't know from that point in time if he was still looking for where that buck was that made those calls supposedly and he stopped and he just kind of put his nose back down and kept working his way going probably the direction where he wanted to go if he picked up a hot dose scent or what i tried Two more grunts another snort wheeze and he just kept going on his merry way and i was as close as i could and he was definitely a shooter and uh so that was painful watching him go go away just because <laughs> i was like man there's not a a doe with him um so that was the unfortunate part and then i saw the four point again and that was the last year i saw and that was about one o'clock for for my saturday but you had another eventful saturday I'm going to
1: at least need five more beers before I talk about this Saturday. But the Saturday was probably the best slash worst rut day I've ever had in my life. (laughs) So basically my plan for Saturday was to get to the tree that I was planning on getting to on Friday night before that got interrupted. And this is a spot that over the years I've kind of learned the area enough to get to where I need to be. And cause I, I forget years ago, I, I went into this spot randomly my dad and I just kind of, you know, let's try this out. And that's before we, you know, when I was younger, we didn't really do a lot of pre-scouting, didn't have trail cameras. So Went in there, saw some deer here and there. I think one time my dad saw a buck and then, you know, over the years just progressed, we need to get here. Okay. Now we got here, we saw some deer. Well, this is even a better spot and it, it just evolved. And And like I said earlier on, we're really learning these areas and where we need to be and, and how how they're, they're affected early on compared to when the rut kicks in and how right. we kind of need to transition where we're sitting. So I think... You know, even next year, we're really going to have a good game plan on this area that we're hunting. And so the tree that I was planning on getting to, I've put hang-ons and, and ladder stands in the past, but I, I, I kind of quit doing that just because it was giving almost my spot away. And, and what was happening is people that were walking around during rifle season and, and kind of seeing where it was and and not that anyone's hunted there, uh, recently, I just didn't want to give my spots away anymore. I, I, I just kind of learned a lesson and, and figured, you know, I can get my climber, you know, if I want to take a running gun set in there, it's just as easy to do that, uh, than try to put a stand in there. And so, i i killed a buck in rifle season uh in this area my dad probably the biggest buck that i've had on camera and my dad would have ever shot he missed at 30 yards last year in this area uh out of the same tree so that's where i wanted wanted to be and uh i had to take a different entry route as as you did just because how it was further up the ridge and and how the deer transition from the, the um, bedding to the feeding and then back in the morning. So I got in the tree. It was like, you said a little bit foggy first light um, that was slowly lifting. There was two does first light came up of a hill. The nice thing was Saturday, there was no wind. It was calm. You could hear the deer moving, especially before you saw them, which I, I always love, especially in archery season when you're trying to grab your, grab your bow and, and, you know, maybe you want to range an area. Um, So so they came up over, they came right in front of me, 25 yards. Uh, I thought maybe a buck would be behind them. there, There wasn't so they kind of just worked up over the ridge into their bedding area and then i think it was probably probably not for an hour later i didn't see another deer um i heard deer coming up straight up over the ridge there's a little thicket right on the edge of the the bench uh that they like to come up over there's a, a big thicket behind me, uh, which a lot of them, that's where they want to go. And then there's also a thicket up over the hill, uh, on my right. So I'm kind of surrounded with pockets of a thicket around me and there's deer like to transition between each of those thickets. And I'm kind of sitting in the middle in a, a very small, uh, opening with saplings that gives me a little bit of a shot opportunity. And I saw heard running up the hill so I knew that there was a buck chasing so I grabbed my bow and I turned to my left I see a doe and a fawn coming up through the thicket and she is just running for her life it seems <laughs> like at one point the the fawn had no idea what was going on and stopped in front of the the doe and she almost ran her fawn over uh to get out way for she could move so you know i'm sitting there ready she ran 25 yards through an opening i had one op- big opening that i could shoot i saw the buck coming it was probably the the second biggest buck that was in that area that we saw yep this weekend very nice really nice eight point uh kind of darker horned huge body like he he had a massive body he's chasing her I draw back because I know he's going to come through that opening at 25, but he's he's not fully running, but he's moving really fast. I try stopping him three times, and he just blows right through that opening, never even get flinched a second for me to even touch, touch a shot off. So I let down. He stops at 40 yards, but he's in that big thicket where there's just no way you could ever get an arrow through there. I can just see him standing there eventually the does take off and kind of, he just follows suit behind them. And so I'm sitting there a little disappointed, uh, you know, you, you always wonder is, is that the only opportunity you're going to get? Yeah. Um, especially during the rut with them running wild like that, if he just needed to stop for, for one split second and I would have been able to get an arrow off and he didn't. So I'm sitting there kind of doubt myself of, you know, what's going to happen. And, probably probably another hour after that i i look up on the ridge and i see a, a big body and i kind of glass by 80 to 100 yards away and it's that the biggest buck that we saw that one from friday cruising the ridge just looking for a doe and i'm glassing him he's just he was a big buck and it it, it would have been a nice one to take but he, he just was really smart, and you could just tell he's seen pressure before, and he, he kind of knew what he was doing and where he needed to be. Um, he was kind of angling up the ridge a little bit, and I, I tried to give some calls. I gave two grunts. Uh, the, the second one stopped him. He didn't look into my direction, so I gave a snort wheeze. And he stopped and turned and actually looked at me this time. And then he looked back to where he was going to go. I gave a second snort wheeze and he actually started to turn and he started trotting, angling downhill towards me. But the only problem was, is just like we always hear he's circling downwind, which would have been downwind would have been our wind blowing straight up over the hill. And I don't know if it was the wind or if it was my boot tracks because that's how it's coming in. And he hit a line. He didn't look at me. He didn't see me. But you could just almost tell he hit a scent, and he just knew this is not where I need to be because he's probably smelt that before. You know, he's a especially being in PA getting that big. He's no dummy. Yeah. <laughs> so he he turned around and I'd watch another buck kind of walk away and he just went back down the ridge where he came from and you know we were seeing really good action I mean we saw the two biggest bucks which would probably both of those would have been the biggest buck that I've killed with my bow and so I, I don't think I saw another deer for, for a long time. That was probably nine 45 and kind of the sun was coming up. It was getting warmer and the the movement was kind of slowing down a little bit. And it was probably, I think it was about 1140. Cause I checked, checked my, my calls and I'm sitting there. I just ate something, ate a snack and I hear deer walking in the thicket behind me and I turned to my over my left shoulder and I looked and I saw that it was that eight point again that just ran through at 25 yards earlier in the morning and he's coming right across and so I grabbed my bow I turn around he's coming quick and he's coming through thicket when I first saw him he's probably at 40 yards and he's coming right to my right and I have one opening that he was about to get through and I ranged. And he was exactly third. It was going to be 30 yards to put, turn my dial and I grabbed my release. And what happened was, and I think my wind was blowing at that direction as well at the time, because it kind of switched a little bit is he hit that wind and he just looked right at me and he's dead in the open 30 yards but I can't draw my bow because where I had my camera and my camera arm, I, I didn't have a clearing. My bow would have hit into them. So he's standing there looking at me. I was really kicking myself uh, for having my arm in that position. And I was just praying that he didn't spook and that he would just keep walking because in another 10 yards, He would have went through some trees and came into even a bigger opening, which I would have had a really clear shot. And he starts walking again, He gets behind those trees. So I draw back and I'm waiting, waiting. And right before he gets into that opening, his nose is just about to come out into that opening. I think the wind picked up again and he picked my scent up again. And he looked at me again and I'm at full draw. And I can see I had probably about probably 18 inches wide window um, right into his vitals. And I knew if I could just squeeze one in there that I could get it done. And I just took my time. I settled my pin, um, just started squeezing. I remember I didn't punch it because was, he was just standing there. And I squeezed it. And as soon as I felt that release go off, I heard crack pop. And I just see my arrow tumbling through uh, the air. And the buck just turns, runs back into the thing. He wasn't super spooked. And I just remember thinking to myself, what just happened? And, you know, because you're used to seeing that arrow flying and, you know, seeing where it hits or, And I had no idea I put my bow down and my string came off of my cams and I have no idea what happened. I was just dumbfounded. Uh, I know I've talked about it in the past. I'm not gonna, uh, Great any bow company. I'm not even going to get into that, but I've had trouble with this bow. You know, since I think it was what May, yeah. uh, had several things wrong with this bow, and it was just like month after month, something else was popping up with it. It's only two years old, uh, so I don't know if it if it hit my bino harness, if it hit my you know caught on my arm, if I was twerk, twerking to try to get around the. The, the tree and and not hit that camera arm, you know, did it, did it hit the camera arm? You know, I didn't feel it hit anything. Um, my arrow did break about an inch below um, the fletching. So I don't know if the arrow was cracked and then as soon as it released, it, it shattered the arrow, which caused the strings to pop off. I, re- I really don't know what happened. So after that buck ran away, I was... I was super disappointed. I mean, I was, you know, like we said before, I I couldn't have asked for a better opportunity. I I mean, I just, you know, it it happened quick, which they usually do, but I mean, he he didn't have a dough to to, the chase and run through and he was just kind of cruising and he hit two, two of my openings um, stopped on his own. I had the yardage correct. So, you know, I was, I was really bummed. I thought my, my season was over at that point. You yeah. know, I, 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 I didn't know if my cams were okay, if my limbs were okay. And, you know, I, I inspected the bow a little bit and, you know, nothing looked bent and there was no splitting in, in the limbs. So I, I, the shop that we normally go, Miller's was, was closing and and it's a, pretty far drive for us to get there so i there is a shop a little closer probably i think 12 miles 15 miles to where we are hunting and i figured if i can get down there he can put my strings back on my bow i can take a couple of shots if it's okay i can get right back in the tree yep. so i ran down there went in the shop put my strings back on he asked what happened i told him what happened don't know what happened if it was the Something in my head. I said, I don't know if I was twerking the string. And I don't know if it was the arrow. I said the arrow broke. He said it could have been cracked. You never know. That could cause the the string to pop off. So he put it on, went, to, took a couple shots. Both seemed fine. Nothing, nothing was messed up, or you know, the sight still seemed on. So I sped back and jumped back in the tree and and it was. I think I was back up in there. It was one thirty,
0: and yeah, it was so, quick.
1: I mean, yeah. I was, I was right back in the game. I remember <laughs> I was texting you. I said, I'm back in the game, <laughs> but I mean, it was, it was hard to stay positive after that. I mean, I, I, I really was bummed out at that point. I mean, you know, for you to have the biggest buck you've ever killed with your boat at 30 yards and especially at 1145 in the afternoon, it, it it was heartbreaking, and and I, I I just had to stay motivated and just say you know you, you can't quit you know no matter what what happens and bad things are gonna happen whether it's a missed shot or you know maybe you spooked a buck moving or you know or whatever but you just gotta you know grind it out no matter what it takes and you know I could easily just quit and and said ah you know that's my season it 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 is what it is but you know, how many more encounters I had and opportunities after that. I mean, I would have been foolish to
0: just give it up at that point. Yeah, man. And I, I felt for you, I was like, oh man, I remember even, I took a quick second to call my dad. I'm like, you wouldn't believe what just happened to Dimitri. And, you know, it's just unbelievable. And, you know, like you said, luckily that bow shop was open. You were able to go and, and get helped out with that. And yeah, and then we had Sunday, which was the first ever uh opportunity to hunt on a sunday it was rainy uh you know it was supposed to rain all morning you would took the opportunity to go out you still saw some more deer and i slept in so that way i could help the misses and uh they weren't feeling too good in the morning so i kind of had to take care of them too for a little bit and then uh we we made it the plan to hey once the rain starts to let up let's get out and so for for my end i got out in the afternoon I went to an area where we went two weekends ago, I think, uh, saw a deer and saw a little nice little seven-point chase in a doe and jump over down through a drainage to go up on top of another ridge. So I got on that other ridge but kind of on the bottom of it where I could look up, and it was at that point 3.30, and it the floodgates did not open up yet. It wasn't as windy yet. It was wind. It was a little bit of rain, but nothing crazy. And I look up, and I see a big buck just walking on his own. I mean, he's about 150 yards working his way up. He was on a flat going up to the next ridge. And I gave a grunt call. And as I did that, it started just downpouring and as it starts downpouring i just watch him trot up and the wind picked up and within five minutes about a tree 15 yards from me just broke and fell down and wind started pushing more and i hunkered down in the saddle and one more big gust, and i heard another big tree fall and i was like time to get down i want to hunt tomorrow so i got down this was at like five o'clock so it wasn't you know time was taken anyway and at that point i didn't think i was going to have any luck So I got down, met up with your dad, and we got the heck out of there. And we came up with the game plan for for Monday. And uh, so talk before we get into Monday, talk about your Sunday morning.
1: So basically on Sunday, again, uh, I still wanted to go to church on Sunday, but I figured I can get out. It was a little windier than we would like to, but I have – a stand that a ladder stand that I hung up preseason. just if I can get out quickly or after work, or, you know, if I didn't have a lot of time, it's, it's kind of sitting on that, the edge of a, a ridge as well, looks down into a bottom pretty thick on the, and down into the bottom. And so I just kind of snuck into that Sunday morning, got up, wind was perfect blowing down the ridge uh basically towards the bedding so they were going to come by me before they got into my wind and it was just blowing like crazy and i remember getting light out and i was just thinking man i don't i don't think i'm gonna see anything these deer just aren't gonna move and which is another point that we 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 need to bring up especially even later in the day when you saw that buck but it was probably 45 minutes after light and i looked down and I see a body. So I pulled up my binos. It's about 120 yards away. And it was that big buck. Same one that you saw later in the day. And the one that ran by me at 50 yards the week earlier. And I'm just watching him, and he's, he's just looking for does and and just kind of cruising down out of the wind. And he's just kind of milling around down there and out of the corner of my eye, I looked to my left and I had a doe coming working his her way right in front of me she was probably 50 yards at the time i saw her and as i'm watching her and this buck i look down and here her two fawns were already within 20 yards of me And these big bucks just they just know exactly what they're doing instead of him running straight up the hill at her he just slowly angles out in front of me and he's just rapping downwind of this doe even though he knows it's a real deer it's not a grunt call it's not you know blind call coming out of the air that he's hearing. and he knows that this is a doe but he's circling downwind of her uh descent checker to see if he should come in and he's working his way up the ridge he gets to about 60 yards and and out of the right side of my vision i see another deer coming across the ridge and here it was a six point and you know decent six point not not real big and you anyone that here's the beginning of the story with my bowstring can realize at this point i'm not getting too picky <laughs> of what's gonna <laughs> happen uh so i told myself i was frustrated from the day before and i i said the first deer that i get buck that i get an opportunity at i'm shooting i don't care if that Bigger one's at 50, and this one's at 20. I'm shooting the six-point. And he worked probably at 43 in front of me towards the does. I was waiting for him to get a little bit closer. He bumped the does, went into a little bit of a thicket, uh, thought he was going to work his out of the thicket, which would have been a 40-yard shot, which it, what I was going to take. Uh, right before he got to the edge, he, he kind of turned around again, worked his way back to the does eventually the big buck you know only came up to 60 saw that that doe wasn't hot and he just was like i'm getting out of the wind and just slowly worked his way down the hill and then kind of into his bedding area where kind of the direction you saw him later in the day and then the six point kind of (laughs) almost eventually followed him down the ridge and you know at that time it was getting past the time I wanted to be out. So, and I don't want to mess it up for later. So I just kind of slipped out of that, that stand and worked my way back to the house. And I kind of got down into that, that flat that night when we were uh, trying to slip in after the rain and I, it just poured and poured <laughs> and poured. And I just, I remember texting you and I was saying, Oh, if it quits raining, this last hour, it's going to be
0: be Magic. awesome.
1: yeah! And 15 minutes later, it would start raining again. And then I was like, oh, this is it.
0: And it would stop for 10 minutes. And then 15 minutes later, it would pour again. <laughs> yeah, it was just crazy. But uh, saw a couple people put some deer down on Sunday for that first time. So that's pretty cool to see that. And uh, I know then on, on Monday morning, we went back to that area on Big Public that we were kind of seeing deer and had the opportunity to possibly maybe you know, put it finally together. And again, I pushed in further and further up. And it was funny because I remember texting you. I'm like, man, nothing's come up yet. You know, and you sent me back something saying, same here. And not long after that, I remember being hunkered down just because the wind was blowing pretty good and it was a little bit chilly. And I was just, had my hand in my muff, uh, my chest muff on the solitude. And I'm just sitting there and my head was down. And it was so wind- – it was windy, so you couldn't hear anything coming your way. So you really – I, like, put my head down for, what, like two minutes, and I picked it up, and I glassed to my weak side, and I slowly turned towards behind me, and I didn't see anything out of the corner of my eye, and I slowly made, made my way back, and boom, <laughs> right there on my shooting side, there's – I see a deer. I'm like, oh, crap. That snuck up on me, and it was a doe, and they are just – eating around, it was a little fawn. She was pawing at the ground and scratching and eating whatever acorn she could find, probably through that cup, you know, covered with leaves. And next thing you know it, I see more movement and there's uh, another fawn her size, another mid sized doe and, and then there's the big mama, big old nanny. And I'm like, okay, she's at twenty five yards and I texted you and I said, We're letting it rip today. Like, I'll fill another doe tag, like at this point I whatever i just want to have some meat in the freezer and have fun doing what we're you know going out just to hunt and being the last day of probably of the archery season was like man if i have any opportunity let's just take it and have fun and i remember having my my hand on the bow getting ready to lift it off and she stopped and she's like looking up and then the others doe were as wet well, like the little ones were and i'm like okay is something coming so i like Didn't take the bow off the hanger and I'm just watching watching they're kind of acting a little strange and then the dough sort of working More up towards me. I'm like stop broadside like 30 yards perfect shot opportunity And i'm just watching her and she's looking up the ridge and nothing 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 And then she circled back looped back around and at that point in time The light bulb finally went off in my head. I'm like man. She the wind probably just swirled and she probably just winded me you know what i mean now that i you know after mm-hmm. you know you think about it so she, they kind of worked their way around me and circled up and then they worked their way down and more to the flat area now they're the only deer i saw other than the four point again he came <laughs> busting through and uh i saw right before we were leaving because i remember we were texting back and forth and i said oh good deer chasing up ahead Again, did the exact same thing, just chased up the ridge and they cut across to in front of me and they worked their way up, up the ridge and away. And that was kind of the, for me, the five days of close, but not close enough. And we got out of there because the wind was blowing right into their bedding area. And we went back to where we were Sunday evening. And I said, well, I'm going to push up a little bit further, which I did Monday night and right around that same time frame 340 it was so it was 10 minutes later i see that same deer walking that flat and at that point i was maybe 45 yards from there because there really wasn't any good trees There wasn't really uh good cover as far as for me to get up in as well i remember seeing him walking up on this angle and he was actually up further on the more already on the ridge kind of walking it and I grunted, nothing. I grunted again. He stopped, looked my way, just kept moseying his way. Then he started working down, but he was working on an angle away from me down. So I watched him go as far as I could with the binos. And at four forty, I started hearing whoo, 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 and moving. And, they're, and I could see deer coming my way. So I grabbed my bow off the hanger. I'm I'm ready. I'm thinking, man, if they run right across, like they were even with me coming from my weak side. I'm like, if they run straight across from me, I'm going to draw back and just like do old school rodeo cowboy and Indians. Like, let's get it. Let's get to have some fun here. And, and all behind them, I see the buck and I just see his antlers. I'm like, holy cow. So they start running. And kind of like what you said, I think they picked up i mean i don't know they could have just already had a predetermined path but they were on my side running right at me and they were even probably with where scent hit i I have no idea i honestly i don't know and they dropped down went across that little drainage where that creek bottom is and jumped on the whole other side of the ridge which you were on but further down so they go work that way and there I see the big rack buck chase them up that hill. I'm just sitting there going, Oh, shit. <laughs> I was <laughs> you know again, just I was like, man, you know, at this point it's four fifty, and we didn't see really any other deer over there uh as far as our previous sits, even throughout the season, so I kind of licked my wounds up and packed up slowly and surely, and at like five oh five, uh the only thing I had uh, left to put away was the put the bow down basically and i'm like all right give it five more minutes and five ten hit and it was starting to get a little bit darker i quick climbed down i crossed the ridge i worked around so i didn't disturb you or your dad for those last 10 minutes or i was hoping to at least push something maybe even to you nothing and i said all right there's the there's the bow season for for right now that's it man and i like you said and add at those times, again, I did not go home for a couple of reasons. The, number one, obviously, being family because of trying to, being away from them during the, the, our Utah trip. And obviously, it was taking all these days off. But I was like, man, I got to help them get ready for Nora for school and you know, get my wife help, help them just get prepared with stuff. But then also Wednesday, or I'm sorry, Sunday with it raining, I knew it was going to be a kind of like a wash at home. I didn't really feel like, I mean, obviously deer are going to move. They don't give a crap about the weather and stuff. But I'm like, man, I really don't want to just drive home two and a half hours for a Sunday, Monday type of ordeal and drive, hurry up, get back. So I was like, okay, I'll stay, stay here because those main reasons. But then we were in a man, like we were in the action and it was heck of a lot of fun. And like the, like I, I told a couple people at work, they're like, man, but at least you saw it. You know at least you dealt with it and even you know we talked to greg today he's like man how how awesome it is just to be in that and i was like you're you're 100 right it's just that frustrating part because you put in the time you put in the work you do see it and man i you always hear the people that i had a a good reminder of why people don't like hunting the rut <laughs> you know what <laughs> i mean and um that was it but man I, it was fun and I, I it's like holy cow it's over as far as bow the bow season. And I know we have the gun season and you could take your bow out and all that stuff. But I just, uh, ha- heck of a ride for, from for my part. I had fun. I, I loved every minute that you and I had the opportunity to go out together. That was like, you know, that was also too. It was just like, man, let's, let's just do it again. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, <laughs> yeah. you texted me. You're like, are you going home? I was like, no, I figured we could go out again. So that was, that was always just a fun thing too, just to, to get together and come up with a game plan and see what you're seeing and um what I'm seeing, so that was also kind of in that card as well. So, but yeah, what was your Monday night was pretty uneventful, wasn't it? Yeah, Monday
1: morning got in the same same tree and and that did Saturday and and was hoping maybe that something would come by again and make the same mistake. And I had three does come up early on, it was probably like eight o'clock. And like you said, I, they were like 19 yards from me mm-hmm. wide open. The third one was, she was probably, I mean, the doe that I killed this year was huge and she made it look small. Like she <laughs> had fat to her and her belly was hanging. And at one point I was like, oh, I'm going to shoot her. And then, My my second thought is as soon as I release that arrow, I'm going to see, you know, big rack going through the (laughs) woods and, and knowing that they would have, he would have been right behind them at 20 yards. I, I just couldn't do it. And they kind of worked their way up, up the Ridge and probably 30 seconds after they did, I looked down here comes another deer and I said, Oh, here's the buck. And I looked and it was probably about a 10 inch spike coming up through the (laughs) ridge. And he was so funny. The old PA uh, 11 pointer. Yeah. The old PA 11 pointer. He, he didn't know what was going on. He knew he should be running after the does, but he, he wasn't really chasing them. He was just kind of following them around. (laughs) and It was kind of funny. And he just kind of worked up the ridge and probably, probably an hour later I saw another spike, but he, he had two, three inch, uh, spikes on him, came at five yards under my stand and looked right up at me we locked eyes and he, he kind of was like, I don't really know what you are. And I don't know if I should be hanging around you. And he just kind of circled around into the thicket behind me. And that was, that's basically it. I saw one doe at last light, uh, Monday night and, but like you said, we were in them. I mean, that was the best four days of hunting I've had in a long time. And I think I saw seven legal bucks, probably nine, nine or 10 total bucks in four days, which is, I mean, crazy good for PA. I mean, you tell anyone in this area, that's how many deer you saw. I mean, they would just be like, Holy cow. Like you were into them. And like I said, I had a couple opportunities where I almost got shots and I had one opportunity where I should have got a shot. And, but like I said, we're, we're learning and, and, you know, we just really are starting to figure it out. And I mean, it's always a, a learning curve and it's, you know, sometimes I think, I think we just get into the mindset of, you know, I think social media does it to us that, you know, you got to get something, you got to get something, you got to kill something. And then, and, you know, sometimes it takes the fun out of it yeah and, you know, you just want to enjoy each set and, you know, you get frustrated when you're seeing all these deer and you're like, geez, people would love to see these deers. And you're like, Oh, I got to put something down, you know? And, and then, you know, this is kind of going on a rant here, but, what I was seeing is a trend this year is seen on social media. All these people have been like, Oh, not the biggest buck I killed or, you know, um, and, and almost apologizing for shooting something, you know what I mean? And and it's like, who are you apologizing to you? You know, you, you don't have to be sorry to anyone that you shot a buck. That's not 150 plus inches, you know? And I think that's, where the industry's kind of misconception is and you know if if a six pointer that probably scored 40 you know walked yeah. in front of me and and that's what I shot I mean I would be just as pumped up if it was a 150 inch deer I mean and I think you know you just got to enjoy hunting and being out there and seeing stuff and you know I mean I I just enjoy it. We eat the meat, you know, and that's what I'm looking forward to is when I get a deer is eating the meat and, um, but we'll see, we got, we got rifle season coming up and, you know, I, I don't always enjoy rifle season the most, but you got the family tradition and, the, you know, you got family and friends come in and, you know, you're hunting together and it's, it's always a good time. So, you know, the orange army will be in full force, So you got to deal with that. (laughs) So it'll be more frustrating times, but, um, but we'll see what happens. You know, I, I think, I think I got some ideas for rightful season of of where to be and and where to go. And, you know, cause everything changes as far as pressure. So you're not going to, you know, kind of hunt the same, same way as as you would in archery. So you got to kind of change it up and, you know, I'm a little bit more used to that. Uh, just from growing up, and that's how we kind of grew up hunting—is more rifle
0: than than it was archery.
1: So yeah, for sure. it'll be fun.
0: Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited too. I mean, I, I mean, last year I put a we had the buck tag filled before rifle season on my end, and obviously for your for you as well. And so I shot my doe last year with the uh, Weatherby 257. So I'll be excited to maybe get my first buck. I don't know, or w- with it. So I'll be. A fun time and I know like I said I'll be home for those two days that Saturday Sunday with my dad and you know any day after that I'll be coming back in but you know like kind of like what you said about the social media thing is you know I noticed that as well I try to kind of stay off as far as seeing you know when I would people that we follow or that we're close with and they put down I you know congratulate them give them a call send a message or whatever and uh, it's not Something where you're bitter. It's just the, uh, I don't know, man. It's, it's like, like you said, it kind of really, like, what are high school kids thinking? You know, like, I, what was really cool is I talked with one of my students today, and I know he and his family are big hunters. They own property over at State College. And so he was really excited to finally see me since I've been away, and he was following along on Instagram, and we were talking. And so he wanted to know some stories. So I filled him in with everything. And, uh, he goes yeah man my my dad shot he goes a really nice six point he goes man it was it was a really cool hunt we saw about five different deer and this was the only one that came into the his shot opportunity and uh, what a really cool hunt and that just made me happy you know what i mean because he didn't once say it was the smallest one or it was the biggest one and uh because he filled his buck tag actually the first weekend of of the season which was a nice deer as well and So the doe, he filled his doe tag then the next weekend. So, man, he's, you know, he's having a hell of a season shooting. And But, you know, shout out to him. But at the same time, it was just cool, again, to hear him talk about his dad shooting a a buck the other day and, uh, again, not mentioning what size it was or whatever. Just, you know, it was a really cool, nice six-pointer and what a cool hunt. We saw five deer and blah, 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 blah. So uh, that was that. And the other thing, too, that I wanted to just, I'm not, I, I don't want this to sound like a product pushing thing by any means. Uh, You know, you talked about your first light, you know, this is your first time wearing it. You were impressed with the solitude and we've talked about that before. But for me, I, what was, you know, you could hunt either with a climber, with a lock on, with a saddle. And this is something too, Um, you know, the buddy from Deervain talked about on, I saw on a post recently where he said about, you know, I I don't understand this whole saddle versus, you know, whatever other type of hunting you're doing. And uh, he's like, but it's just another tool in the toolbox. And I totally agree with that. You know, there's, I, I, if I did not have that little back support strap, as far as the saddle is concerned, sitting all day would have been brutal. But that little back strap for, for me saved me and I was comfortable. And I don't know if it's because of my body type. I don't know if it's you find the right channels on that saddle or the whatever the for your tether length and all that stuff. But I was perfectly fine on Saturday when we did sit all day. You know, for as far as I like, you know, obviously you had to get down because of your bow situation, but I did not. I stayed in that same tree all day from from dust to dawn, dawn to dust, whatever. And I I was perfectly fine. I, I had no issues with it and so I definitely see it as a tool in, in a toolbox. And if, if you are able to try one or do it, I mean, do it. I, I mean, again, if you do a lock on a climber or a saddle, you could hunt a different tree each set. I totally understand that. Um, but for me, I just found it very, very simple this year, as far as quickly getting set up The timber ninja sticks have been phenomenal. Uh, those are, are, are great. I, I know for some people that may not be in their budget, um, but you know, as far as a double step goes, uh I, I love a double step compared to a single. For some it doesn't matter, but I as far as gear goes overall, for me, I I I, I don't see myself changing anything in the future. Is, is is what I'm getting at. So that's really impressed with everything. And uh yeah, I just gotta get ready for that orange army. Hopefully I gotta dig up like my orange vest <laughs> again. I know I've <laughs> I know I have the red or the the yeah, the red, I have the orange jacket. Um so, but now I just gotta figure out the the vest because I actually will have to uh, really get in there on that one.
1: Yeah, I mean, like going off the gear you were talking about, I'm kind of the opposite of you. I'm not a super gear junkie. I don't I don't really rave over gear, but you know, so when when I'm saying something, it it's, it really means that the product works. Uh, but that solitude kit was huge this year i mean uh you know i never really bought into the expensive camo i did get into the sick of gear a little bit uh the last couple of years and then switched over to first light this year but that solitude uh kit the bibs and the jacket i mean i just loved them you yeah. know i mean i was warm i never was cold uh you know and just like the pockets and and you know being able to pack through the jacket into the hand muff into the bibs i mean and the fit was great i mean if i had to you know spend a little bit of money on one you know kind of kit uh the the solitude kit would be it for me i mean that just that
0: was that was huge during the rut in the four days we were hunting yeah no i i agree it's good stuff and, and we've talked about it before and you know they're one of our partners and we just help them out and we don't get paid by them by any means. So it's not like we're, you know what I mean? It's, it's not pushing. Uh, it's just one of those things where we believe in it and you know all that type of stuff. So yeah, man, we'll have to, uh, we'll have to talk gun season and we have bear season coming up here this weekend for a little bit as well. Back in, you can hunt Sunday, which is pretty cool. So we have three in a row Sundays here in PA where hunters could get out and enjoy, continue their season as well. So, um man, that's a wrap I'll be, yeah i'll be in the market for
1: a new bow this this winter, <laughs> so uh that'll be exciting we'll talk about that maybe maybe do like a video yeah. series on well,
0: that or well what's crazy too to build on that with the bow stuff i mean you know last week we had aj on and we talked a little bit about that but i think it's awesome but here's the downside now is because you are in a market of these bows that may release later which i think is cool just on a standpoint of getting you excited and you know because like now it's like okay why it you know whatever and i get why people do it now and i get why people will hold out you know you have hoyt drop and not till january i think psc is the same way i know they released their budget uh bowtech release only budget stuff so far so they're coming out later i know prime's still coming out in a couple weeks maybe two weeks um last i heard was like maybe next week uh today's we're recording this or that this will air tomorrow so matthews came out today with their v3 um so yeah so man if you want to shoot them all you're gonna have to wait
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's all right i got lots of time to be patient but it's funny though it's pretty bad when your wife and your mom say, Wow, you really need to get rid of that bow and buy a new one.
0: <laughs> yeah, how about it, man? That's crazy. I know. That's what even my dad was like, Man, how many issues has he had with that thing? I'm like, I know. All unfortunate. You know what I mean? And not all on you. I, I mean, I don't want to say not all on you because whatever, but like, it's one of those things where, a piece of equipment as you're drawing the bow back the cable guard just breaks off and on just unfortunate mm-hmm. things and yeah i, I think it's time <laughs> i think it's time you know oh man well dude ruckation's up for us unfortunately with no buck tag filled but at the same time like you said we learned we loved every second of it there wasn't a time where we were mad frustrated we were just frustrated at the time just because we're like man we're close but (laughs) to wrap that up i I, for me i like i said i think it's the close but not close enough and uh hopefully we could get the job done continue to put some meat in the freezer i started working on on that dough uh, from friday night finally tonight and um make a lot of jerky and have some good steaks out of it so well everybody thank you for listening We greatly appreciate your support, and uh, hopefully uh, next week we'll have some. And that's a wrap for another episode of the Antler Up podcast. If you like what you heard, go leave a five-star review. Make sure you follow and like and subscribe all our channels between Instagram, YouTube. Check us out over at antlerupoutdoors.com. See you next week. Antler Up.